Welcome to the first episode of the Product Weekend podcast, powered by Productize. This is where we meet the inspiring people behind great products. Today, we have with us Clara Rivero Machado, Head of Product at Via Verde, and one of the speakers of the first Product Weekend event held in May. There, she talked about the importance of customer centricity, the importance of having a design perspective as a product manager, and how she helped turn a project-based company to a product-led organization. Clara is not only a great product leader, but also a mother, a runner, and a fun and fascinating human being. This was a long and intense conversation where we talked about her career, the challenges faced as a PM and as a head of product, about specific strategies she applies to her life and her work, and also about innovation. By the end of the episode, you have some books, travel and podcast recommendations from her. I hope you enjoy meeting her as much as I have. As a kid, what did you want to become when you grew up? Um, I think as a kid, I wanted to be what my mom was. It was my inspiration, you know? So uh, mm. she was an architect. So I would okay. like to become an architect, um, design buildings, design houses. And actually, nowadays, it's only a hobby for me. <laughs> so you still do that as an hobby? Well, uh, admiring uh, <laughs> the beautiful buildings all around, it's, it's, it's a hobby for, for everyone. Mm. Uh, but also now, what I do as a hobby also, it's drawing. Okay, okay, mm. interesting. Mm. And then how did you end up studying economics? Um, I think it was... Because I, I wanted to choose something that would broaden the opportunities I have. I, I, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do for a living. So I, um, uh, I knew what I liked. I loved maths. I loved statistics. So I guess mm -hmm. economics or actually management would be both of them something that I would, um, I would then have the opportunity to choose exactly what I wanted to do for a living or special, uh, take a specialization after. And mm -hmm. exactly that's what I did. And from there, uh, how did you end up in product management? I believe you have a hmm. whole career before becoming a product manager, right? I did. I did. I, 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 I I was a brand manager for a startup. Then I moved to London because my 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 at that time boyfriend, now husband, uh, moved there, and I was like, "This is my opportunity. I don't have kids. My English was not that good at that time. It's it's still not." Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so I was like, "Okay, let's go to London." In London, I was working at Poker Stars. I was even testing video games, which was, I mean, it was a very mm. uh, good experience but still not what I call like the beginning of my career what okay. I call the beginning of my career and this is how I actually met product management was in a consultant firm here in Lisbon uh, and I was very lucky uh, um, at very at a lot of in a lot of different uh, senses because uh, this company was like had a startup environment mm -hmm. it had products in a huge uh, and very uh, big variety of different uh, product portfolio and also had um, offices all over the, the world. They trust me, of course. That was a, another um, thing I was lucky enough. So the 20 years old me um, asking stuff <laughs> after six months of being in a company. Uh, so, but, but, uh, but what they saw in me was, uh, okay, she's willing to learn. She's smart. She, she has proven herself actually to deliver. I was managing few 
projects, important projects also. Mm-hmm. So they sent me to Malaysia and I was okay. to Malaysia as a product manager um, in an agile uh, environment. Uh, and that's when I'm, I had my first experience as a product manager. Okay. And how long did you did you stay there in that company and did you keep on having product management roles? Yes, yes. I stayed there, I think, for six years. Uh, and that's when I, I don't know, I think every two years I was um, stepping up, getting, being given more and more responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember in Malaysia, in Kuala Lumpur, I was as a product manager. When I joined back uh, the offices in Lisbon one year after, um, I was... Um, my manager proposed me at that time to manage a team of eight. Mm-hmm. Um, then and then I moved to the pro the the, the innovation team exactly, mm-hmm. uh, and that's and that was my last role at Teamway before moving to Via Verde. Mm-hmm. And that 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 exp- particular experience that you're mentioning that you were leading a team of eight, so it was the first time that you were leading such a big team. It was the first time of leading a team, like, yeah, like at all, like, because, you know, I think uh, as a product manager, of course, you have to motivate people around Mm -hmm. you. You have to evolve them in all the decisions because they don't, they, you don't want them to be only yours, right? Because otherwise they, people, I think they, they don't deliver um, the best they can, Mm -hmm. but Having people to manage, to coach, to make them grow, it's mm-hmm. a huge different level of uh, challenge. Um, and how did that go? How was that experience? The experience was great, but imagine like you have a peer and the day after they are no longer peers, <laughs> they are they respond to you, no? Yeah. Uh, at that time, I, I, I was super excited, like, I, I I knew from the beginning that I wanted to manage people. I like people. I mm-hmm. I I was excited to think like they can grow with me. I, and I can grow with them. No, mm-hmm. but at that time, I when I had one of my first biggest challenges ever, because one of the 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 persons, one of the people there, they I think he he was expecting him to be. The, the leader, yeah, mm-hmm. the manager. So um, I had to, I mean, I guess, build up confidence, trust. Mm-hmm. And how exactly did you do that? Which, what kind of activities, initiatives did you do to to make them trust you as a as a leader and not only as a? Team? It's a good question. Um, I think first of all, communication. I mean, asking questions. What are your goals? Where do you want to be? How can I help you, actually? Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, leading by example is also something. I mean, I was not coming from nowhere, no? Mm-hmm. N- they knew me. Uh, yeah. And uh, and they knew... I, I, think, I think I had the opportunity also to build this trust uh, before. Mm-hmm. Uh, after, I mean, I, I think it's... Uh, uh, creating kind of a process of constant communication, um, 
I adapt, of course, myself to the people I manage. There's people who want um, weekly follow-up, individual follow-up with me to prioritize. There's I've, I've had people that they simply feel like they are being super micromanagement mm-hmm. ma- managed and 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 for those I tend to only ask questions like how would you do is everything okay do you need me and mm-hmm. probably with them every two weeks or every um, um, on, a, on a monthly basis or something mm-hmm. I don't know mm. okay and and this product management uh, which is still a broad field and will get to your current position in a, in a second um, but at that time actually at this moment do you feel that product management is your passion do you think that you find your passion or are there still other endeavors that you'd like to to explore and to to try out look i think at least i know what i like um, i think what I'm I'm obsessed actually of being able to influence positively the day-to-day of the people. What what I really like is that people who use my product like feel happy, feel mm-hmm. easiness on the on, on his day-to-day. And then I think there's loads of other th- different things and topics that I like that probably would influence um this product passion uh, which is the service design the the all this um the design part uh, mm-hmm. of building a product um and also people management and coaching um mm-hmm. and actually there's i think my my what i went what where i want to be at some point um is actually And at some point, some point of my life, I don't know if it's if it's going to be in a lot of years, but definitely I want to be part of a solution that actually answers uh, any of the vast um, needs of the underdeveloped countries. I want to make, yes, mm-hmm. I want to make a difference somehow in yes. in the creating evenness in our world. That's a big aspiration. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, for sure you can do that working in product or as a product leader. So you're probably on the right path. To that. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this role of I mean, being a, a product manager, or especially a product leader, uh, you need to project a certain level of confidence. So you, you need your team to, to trust you, but also it's important that your stakeholders and your partners perceive you as a as a confident person what role has confident confidence or lack of confidence played in in your life and in your career in particular it's a very 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 good question um i think the lack of confidences of confidence the consequence is huge um For instances, if you have someone that's not confident enough on what they are doing, they would be defending themselves always. Mm-hmm. Or they would be like with the fear of losing something, of not being able to deliver. That happened to me, of course, a lot of times. Um, and I actually need to work on my own confidence 
and on believing that I learn also by doing. Like, there's no problem at all of failing. No problem at all. As long as you manage expectations, mm -hmm. if I don't know something, I... I'm not afraid of saying, look, I don't know. I, I mm -hmm. need to look up. I need yeah. to learn. Let's it's not a problem. Together. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess it's a process. <laughs> I'm mm -hmm. still under this process, of course. There's a lot of new challenges every day. And that's what I like. So I wouldn't say I'm fearless, but I don't mind of going ahead with the fear you know mm -hmm. um but the, the confidence uh, it's it's a very good question um what have you have you done or in this process that you say that you're still undergoing what are you doing to to build up your your confidence what kind of i don't know exercises look what kind of uh, things yeah do you do? yeah so i meditate mm -hmm. i learn how to meditate i'm still not pro uh, but it it really makes difference. So in the beginning of some meditation, let's say I, I need some confidence on, I'm under a super uh, pressure uh, mm -hmm. project. Uh, if I need to gain this confidence, and confidence it's broad, no? It's not just confidence that I'm going to be able to do it and I'm good enough to... No, yeah. it's not that. It's, 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 it's the anxiety that it creates, no? Mm -hmm. Um, managing that anxiety. Also. Managing that anxiety. So probably in the beginning of some meditations, I have a purpose. Um, I also do my exercise every morning, you know, which creates like um, I have a difficult day ahead, but mm -hmm. this is a priority. And 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 the way I I, I I look at the world after exercising, it's a bit different. Or I run, or I do Pilates, or. Mm -hmm. And on that, uh, just a, a tangent thing, what does your morning look, routine look like? Since you're mentioning the exercise, yeah. what other things do you do to start your day? Um, uh, well, apart from er exercising, I tend to work on my, on my own in the mornings. So normally I block my agenda until 10 a.m. Mm -hmm. uh, and sometimes I stay at home. Uh, working on different topics uh, that otherwise with meetings and all that uh, I wouldn't do. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, I go out, if possible, to run mm -hmm. uh, whenever I can. It's, it's been a while, while because uh, with kids, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> with kids, it's a bit different. Um, and anyways, I'm uh, the mornings. Uh, the morning routine is very important for me because uh, I'm. I love to sleep in the morning. <laughs> mm. So at night, I'm, I'm not yeah. sleepy at all. <laughs> in the mornings, I just don't I was, feel like it. At really, night. really, mm. really. So um, and I have this sort of. I can. I, I'm not sure if I can call it a disease, but it's very strange because when I wake up, I take like two hours to be strong, strong, you know, I, I cannot close my hands. <laughs> so I'm like with a huge um, uh, eyes. <laughs> uh, so uh, it's important for me to exercise in the morning. It's okay. crucial. To wake up and to face the day. Face the day. Like, yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, going back to that um, meditation that you were talking about, do you also, like, besides this uh, regular-ish kind of meditation, um, do you also take some time uh, to 
stop and and think about life and goals and these kind of things i do i do João. um you know <clears throat> when i when i when i was uh when i had my first kid five years ago i think no four years ago <laughs> uh four years ago uh that's when i realized it's not that i didn't do before it's when i did realize that i had time i didn't have the time to do everything i wanted to do mm. um my social life was disappearing i felt like i was not able to give 100% at work 100% at at home with my kids with my husband um the traveling plans i had it was i don't know everything mm. was like my god i need to stop i need to actually understand where do i stand where do i want to be in a lot of a lot of aspects in my life i would say health i would say mm-hmm. money i would say um time to my kids mm-hmm. um where do i want to be as a professional mm-hmm. but i didn't have the time to think about it i mean mm-hmm. you cannot do it like before going to bed or in a weekend or i don't know i i had all, always other priorities imagine yourself at work no you have uh, as a product manager you're you're at everything at the same time you're probably a firefighter for the most of your time at least i, I am so if you don't have if you don't if you don't stop to re- to rethink to 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 do your own roadmap mm-hmm. it's like um what's the meaning no i mean a year has passed i haven't done anything yeah. uh so that's when i decided i needed to do a sort of retreat i didn't know mm-hmm. even they exist but <laughs> but i went with some friends um f- for a four days retreat <clears throat> and uh, that's when i that's and that's responding to to your question that's the moment i take once a year at least i would do i would love to do it more than once but that's that's my moment that's where i stop and think about all these verticals in my life uh put objectives clear objectives then i i, I when i get home i like i put the post-its on on, on the mm-hmm. on the on the wall so i the see them applying product management to your own completely life. completely mm-hmm. i think <laughs> uh, yeah i think that's very useful okay and that moment of your first kid being born was the click. that was a moment that was that a click i need to think yes. about my life time is not infinite yes exactly exactly mm-hmm. Nice. Um so jumping a bit to the more to the product management uh details like what was the the biggest challenge you've been through as a as a PM? Um I think uh the biggest challenge as a PM for me was to understand the limits of of what's normal uh, among the several different hats i would say that the pm needs to wear um useful you i normally i uh, i i see written like the P, the pm is the ceo of the product mm-hmm. um especially in small companies or, or small teams i had countless moments in which i was a pm but mm-hmm. i was also 
project manager. <laughs> I was also a design thinking facilitator. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to persuade and motivate the developers. Actually, sometimes actually I, I needed to act as a psychologist. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, for Deal sure, you, you can relate. <laughs> yeah. Fix um, everyone's problems. Fix everyone's problems. Pro- do market research. Um, do data analysis. Um, build a PLs. Um, and and I'm not saying it's not part of the role because it is. Um, but at what stage is the limit? I mean, what's my focus? I, I I can wear a lot of different hats, but my day has limited time, no. Um, and it's also a big challenge when you're managing people and you see this happening. I mean, how can I? Because as a manager, one of my main goals is to give them and provide them with the tools that would make them their life their day-to-day happier happier no mm-hmm. so when you see like come on they 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 need to be everywhere they need to push these and that and um i think that's 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 my that's my my main challenge, main challenge. Mm-hmm. yes so let's talk a bit about via Verde. Um, can you briefly tell us uh, what it's all about for the ones listening that don't know Viaverd? Just a brief overview. No need to get into a lot of details. Uh, yeah, well, at Via Verde, Via Verde is an electronic, electronic tolling collection, and that's uh, how everything started mm-hmm. in 1991. It's a Portuguese company with uh, handling, actually, nowadays only the Portuguese market. And uh, and uh, for a long, long time, um, and because we facilitate the way people travel on the highways, not no needing not not needing to to stop and pay with cards or coins or whatever, we started to be seen as the best, the best. Uh, how would I say, uh, the 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 most efficient way of mm-hmm. moving myself from Travel. A to Z. Mm-hmm. Uh, of traveling and all that and and also because we were as via verde it's an it's a, a device you put in the uh, under the car so it's uh, it's using the device it's how you can actually bill uh, mm-hmm. the user uh, we were already in most of the cars in portugal mm-hmm. so that's how the product started to grow mm-hmm. how could Via Verde uh, monetized the fact that the device was already in the cars. Mm-hmm. So we started allowing, um, once again, with the easiness and easiness of accessing, for instance, is parking lots, um, the ferries, um, actually paying on the drive throughs mm-hmm. And most recently, uh, the objective the main goal is to move from the cars to people mm-hmm. and to digitalize all these services and of course be present in the most of the moments on the mobility journey of a user let's say you want to park your car in the streets you don't need mm-hmm. coins anymore for the parking meter you just use the app yeah. you want to travel uh, on your the bus or train or whatever you don't need to buy a ticket you just download the app and you show the app and you can pay with via verde and access uh, the most easiest way mm-hmm. yeah. 
for sure as a as a user i can tell you it's a the kind of products that gets a smile on your face when yeah. you pass through the through the line okay i can go now for the <laughs> um so after that that previous experience that you already talked about uh, how did you end up in via Verde? well i was uh for six years at Timoy. Um and I was um, contacted by a headhunter uh, and I started these conversations with Fia Verde. The project seemed really interesting. Um, what was the challenge that they were proposing? Yeah, well, the main challenge is, I was like, what? Um, they didn't at the time had a product department uh, and they were at that stage moving like from cars to people, digitalizing. Um, they had recently launched the Via Verde Stacionar, which is the app for the parking, Don Street parking. Mm -hmm. And uh, they realized they need uh, consistent and processes on how to build products and how to deliver to the the, the, the engineering. So the, the main challenge was uh, to build up this department from 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 zero well it's not exactly from zero the the, the product was being led by a department called uh, commercial department mm -hmm. and um and uh the way they looked at whatever they had on the table was projects so the projects as you know they had a beginning and an end mm -hmm. and when you look at Products they don't have an end, yeah, so you they need are never to. Finished. They never finish. They have a mm -hmm. huge backlog, no, <laughs> and it's good. Mm -hmm. uh, so they needed someone to to define exactly how to build these these processes and uh, how to have um, better products. Mm -hmm. So the problem there was that when the project finished, it was launched, but then there was no one making sure that it was improving well, over yeah, time. Well, the, the, the operations would uh, would manage the day-to-day, -day, but mm. no one was thinking on the continuous improvements, new no? New features. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, so how did you deal with that big challenge of changing a product-based company to a product-led organization? Um, and also, like, everything that comes with it, like creating these new teams... Uh, changing mentalities, implementing new frameworks. Uh, what exactly did you do? What were the steps that you take? Well, I spent like probably the first two, three months listening to people. Like, how is everything working now? Because when you enter in a new company, also what you don't want is like to impose things, no, or or to suggest something that wouldn't then fit culturally or mm -hmm. or structurally the, the organization. So I asked for a lot of feedback. I listened to each individual under uh, Via Verde. Actually, we, we, we also depend on corporate uh, departments uh, from Brisa. Uh, listening to their objectives, to their goals, their mm -hmm. pains, uh, and of course, their needs. Um, the 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 CEO also had a, a, a very smart way of looking at this. So I had uh, I was also empowered by him too. Um, and then understand exact understand exactly. I think I mean how things worked. Um, and 
constantly, of course, understanding what were the company goals, what exactly was on our pipeline, mm-hmm. how did we want to be perceived as a brand, of course, um, looking at their pipeline at that at that stage, like why is this prioritized or mm-hmm. um, asking why a lot, not, not why like you don't know what you're doing, <laughs> mm-hmm. why it's like it, it, everything has a reason, no? It's mm-hmm. just like putting in perspective like and comparing exactly everything we wanted to do and, uh, and how could we um, work towards a goal, a, a common goal. Mm-hmm. Then, so this you were asked these people you were asking it was not the product department because it didn't exist, right? So you were asking the commercial department, the commercial, the, the engineering, the also with C level, right? Also with C level, of course. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I, I was very lucky because uh, at that stage, I, I I was not I was not myself the fully responsible for building up this product team. I mm-hmm. was reporting to. To someone else, which was the product, the head of product at the time, mm-hmm. um, and and he gave me, I mean, he gave me the my space, my my mm-hmm. my safe space to grow, uh, and he he once told me, do what you think it's my job, so I can do what I think it's my boss's job, mm-hmm. and um, and that moves me actually. Even today, no? I mean, uh, you do the extra mile, no? Um, Anyways, moving to a uh, product uh, mindset, uh, moving company to a product mindset was not easy. And what I normally uh, think works, it's to use a lab approach, like Mm -hmm. using specific new projects. Um, Ideally, digital products that would actually be able to 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 be separated from what 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 I call the legacy the core business mm-hmm. so you can experiment uh, and when i say experimenting it's like experimenting new ways of working new methodologies new frameworks mm-hmm. um uh evolving the people around like let's try something new I mean, if we don't change, we we never know if it works or not. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, let's implement this framework. See if it works. If in yes. two weeks it doesn't work, we yes. figure something out. Yes, exactly. Yeah. The mm-hmm. thing is, you need always to to support yourself in results. Yeah. The results were being good. I mean, we were more agile. Let's say we could uh, deliver more in less time. We had mm-hmm. people aligned. We had documentation uh, we had m- motivated people let's say um, so yeah that's more or less how 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 things mm-hmm. moved on that sense yeah and what the, were the main drawbacks that you faced in that in that process I think the main drawbacks is the time to market I guess, um as a product led company or as as leading people that know about product the one of our main goals is to actually build stuff that people want to use mm-hmm. and that actually answers 
to a specific pain or need. And one of the main challenges is to take some time and go and do user research. Ensure that whatever you do, you're pretty sure that it's going to work. Because, mm-hmm. because it can't, it's, it, I, I know, I spoke with the, with the user, they have this pain and I have this feature responding to this pain. And mm-hmm. also when I build up this feature, I went there and asked again, mm-hmm. is this working? No. And how much, how much research is it needed for you to be sure, as you're saying? I mean, I guess it, it's always a bet. It's either yeah. a riskier bet or a less riskier bet. Um, how do you, wh- when did, do you become confident that this is the, the right bet at this moment? I think there's two moments. The, the discovery part and then the interaction part. On the discovery part, I guess I'm never only happy with interviewing. Uh, normally, I do the quantitative part after the qualitative. Mm-hmm. So I can actually put numbers on this. Okay, I don't want to be biased on whatever I think mm-hmm. or other product managers think or the designer. Um, and then there's this interaction part in which you've built you know it responds to that specific pain from the discovery part, but you need to be sure that whatever you designed is the right thing. And um, and then you can do, I mean, A-B testings, you can go again outside and talk, or you can actually launch if you're, if even if you're not 100% sure, you can actually launch and follow up on KPIs, on user feedback, and constantly adapt your product. I think we could go on and on about the, the details on that, <laughs> but let's um, go to, to another specific question. So what's the, um, the thing that, that you achieved as a product manager or, or a product leader that you're most proud of? Mm. I think, well, People tend to talk about recent stuff, right? Mm. <laughs> um, I'm super proud, not 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 because I've not me myself, but because of what Via Verde has achieved lately uh, when launching the Via Verde Electric digital app. It's an app to help uh, electric vehicle drivers to use the public network. Um, and being able to charge without the need of a card. It's a hassle. They they have probably two, three, four different cards uh, to charge. And um, the main goal at uh, for Via Verde was also uh, to support on this sustainability main goal from Brisa, which was at the time that this was last year, at the time launching um, all the whole infra- infrastructure along the mm-hmm. highways to support also this huge anxiety from the electric vehicles that they have now, uh, which is traveling long distances with their electric cars. Mm-hmm. Why was this a challenge for me and actually for Via Verde? Because we needed to do something in six months. <laughs> okay. In six months from nothing to launch Where did a that, product. that timeline or that 
deadline came from? It, it came a... from because, yeah, because we needed to align the launch of the digital product with the announcement of this public uh, infrastructure, okay. which was being done in the summer last year. Last year. Mm-hmm. So, so in the beginning of the year, we said, we were said, like, we need to have something. Uh, as Via Verde, as a brand to support the mobility, uh, we need to have a digital service that answers the pains and the needs. And I was like, hmm, what are the pains and the needs? I'm not even an <laughs> electric vehicle driver. So. Yeah, so what did you do to research the market? I mean, it's a very new market. That's, I'm guessing it's hard to research something yeah, that exactly, doesn't because exist. Right? Then it's a, it's a very it's a niche still. Well, nowadays not that niche, but in the yeah, you could go outside but to find someone with an electric car is not easy. <laughs> so, what did we do? Um of course, uh, we had very limited time. And um uh first thing was to build up a team, a sponsored team. Uh, 100% allocated to this, okay? Um, and then we defined our roles, our uh, high-level timeline. And what kind of team was it? It was like multidisciplinary, like PMs? Totally multidisciplinary. We had a, a discovery team and a delivery team. Okay. Uh, we had a PM, commercial, marketing, designers... Mm-hmm. Um, tech leads and mm-hmm. uh, developers okay. and then of course we had all the support from legal from mm-hmm. um, to know the market the first thing we did was to call an agency <laughs> we call an agency to support on this of course it was not like here's the briefing go Uh, on the contrary, we went with them outside. But um, it's for me extremely important that whoever uh, does the interviews knows exactly how to interview, how to make those questions, where to go. Um, so were you having someone from your team in all these yes, interviews? Yes, I was also on these interviews, all of these interviews. We did uh, individual interviews, focus group. Well, then how did you have time to work? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it was not easy at that time. Uh, no, I, I wanted to, because um, it's not the same reading it in the yeah, report, yeah, you know. Sure. And mm-hmm. also, one of the things that um, I think it was part of the success, it's actually that every one of this team was somehow involved in this uh, discovery part, okay? Even the developers. They okay. knew what they were developing and why they were developing it mm-hmm. and was that uh like the developers already had that mindset that, that drive or was it something that you had to cultivate somehow yeah for some of them we needed to cultivate it's okay. not it, it was not normal for them mm-hmm. okay um going a bit to the more to the general product management thing what would you say is one myth one common myth about product management uh i mentioned it before which is something that i really tend to look negatively at it which is when i read that the product manager is the ceo of the product Mm -hmm. Uh, i don't think it's positive because we don't 
have the authority, for instance, that the CEO mm-hmm. has. And we need to lead by persuading and storytelling. And we had the, we have a, a much more hard path mm-hmm. to, uh, than the CEO, let's say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I think as a product manager, we need to know that we will wear definitely very a lot of hats, different mm-hmm. hats. And that's okay. And that's even good. Yeah. Uh, you learn how to do project management because you need to. <laughs> uh, you need you you learn how to analyze data. You learn how to um, how to best market your product. Although you're not a m- marketing product manager, no. Mm-hmm. Um, you learn how to train people because most of the times you're the one who will then train the customer center. Uh, on how to to respond to the user problems, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I think a great product managers must see every part of the product success as their responsibility, mm-hmm. but not as a CEO. <laughs> okay, yeah, actually, I've read some article arguing about that. I guess it's one of those eternal discussions. I I think so. Yeah, when people one person thinks one thing, the other thinks the other. And in your career, did you have any mentors? Yes, yes, and I found them crucial also to to for personal development, uh, to boost the confidence I was talking about before, mm-hmm. and to grow. I think it's a very very important. Mm-hmm. And do you have that? I mean, are you also a mentor to to other people, to people in your team, to some mm-hmm. people you've met? At least not officially. Mm-hmm. But you had some official mentors. I had some official mentors, yes. Okay. In which contest? How, how did that happen? Did you it, look, it, no, look I, out for I looked, it? I looked for it when okay. I, when I was asked uh, when I when 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 the CEO uh, suggested me to be a head of product. Mm-hmm. Of course, I was scared. Of course, I was like, okay, but. Can you please help me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so I, at that time, I found a mentor. Okay. Um, uh, coaching sessions, of course. Um, and I focused exactly where wh- what I needed to learn um, to perform the mm-hmm. best I could. Okay. And what do you think is your personal superpower to be a, a great PM? Um, well, I think it's maybe not a superpower, but I have some personality traits that I believe uh, that have helped me uh, to continuously grow. Um, mm-hmm. One of them, it's my curiosity, which I take along since I was a kid. I love to ask why. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, most important question. The most important question. For, yeah, exactly. That's mm-hmm. that's what I. What, the uh, the other day, someone was saying to me like, oh, "Wow, I, I I like that. Um, I like that you ask so many times why, <laughs> but uh, you also n- need to know how to do it because otherwise people sometimes I don't know can get defensive. Yeah, can get defensive or see me as arrogant. So in the beginning, most of when I entered the uh, Via Verde. 
I have some colleagues mm-hmm. nowadays say, I thought you were an arrogant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I needed to also to improve in that sense yeah. uh, the way the way the way I ask questions and because it's very important, no, the way you make people feel yeah, when you ask sure. why. Mm-hmm. But yeah. my curiosity, I think it helps um, this willingness to get to the absolute root cause of why you're doing or designing whatever you're designing. No? Mm-hmm. And then um, a big sense of ownership. Like, I always feel the world's going to end if I don't deliver properly mm-hmm. this. <laughs> you know, you like, even if it doesn't depend only on me, I would go and say and talk with whoever I need to talk to make it happen. And do you think that's one, uh, like something positive for you as a product manager isn't it detrimental to you as a person well it can be no if it creates anxiety for instances uh, but you need to know how to deal with it what i'm saying is that for sure this helped me in my career yeah. uh, to make to things happen you know urgency yes exactly to mm-hmm. the ownership no the the the, the sense of because also this comes Uh, this comes, for instance, if if something fails, I'm I'm not scared of saying yes, it was me, and next time I'll do it better. Mm-hmm. But also, when something goes right, it's like it makes me happy, of course. But it's like it's not me; it's the team. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. it's a it's absolute uh, absolute magic. But yeah, I think. Um, and what's one piece of advice you'd give to your 18 year old self? <laughs> I guess to have a coach. With uh, 18, there's so much stuff I still didn't know. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So the un- unknowns, unknowns. Yeah. And how has being a mother impacted you as an individual? You already mentioned that was the moment when it clicked that time is not endless. What are the changes did it have on you? Yeah, if... It was the moment I thought, like, there's this stage where you think, like, I have a lot of responsibilities at work, da da da. But being a mom is like the whole world depends on you. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like now I have a kid. Now I need to give them the best education, the best ex- the best experiences, um, lead with their emotions, lead with the world. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it was um, it was a tough time. Actually, uh, I love being mom. I think I I led with a s- huge serenity, which I don't know <laughs> where I, where I found this serenity because I'm not like this. I'm always f- talking very fast, doing a lot mm-hmm. of things, running from here to there. But we being a mom was like now it's the time for me and for my baby. Mm-hmm. Let's stop. Let's enjoy. Let's let's just. Leave the moment. There's no watches. There's no time. I'm li- I mean, if I'm hungry, I eat. If I'm sleepy, I sleep. No? Mm-hmm. Um, but also a huge challenge on when it comes to defining my priorities. It it, it was the moment when I, I it made the click on me. Like let's redefine what I want. Mm-hmm. Jumping a bit, and we are almost. Out of time, uh, I mean, I don't want to make it too long. Um, what's the most inspiring leader that you have met? Um, 
he died two weeks ago. It's Antonio Brandon Vasconcelos. It's um, um, he, it's it's not because he died. I mean, it's mm -hmm. really someone that um, made a difference since I was a kid. My parents were friends of of him. Uh, his daughter is one of my best friends, so mm -hmm. it's like we we spent um, holidays together and all that, yeah. and. Um, I know him since always. Uh, he and he was that kind of person that would stop. Imagine me with ten years old. Like he would stop, ask questions, listen, give me confidence. Like I feel special. I feel smart. I mean, um, he passed me also the values of the family, like. In whatever he did, he was uh, he was manager of a huge uh, manager, chairman mm -hmm. of the. It was called Everys now. I think mm -hmm. I have it has another name, um, but he knew exactly how to balance his own family life and work. Mm -hmm. um, he valued uh, the family. He valued the people themselves. I mean, he knew exactly the name of all the thousand people working at Everest for mm -hmm. you to understand the type of person so he inspired me to to never forget about those uh, important values on your private life let's say yeah. uh, and take them to work it's it only can create positiveness mm -hmm. yeah, so not uh, not hurting your personal life just because of uh, professional achievements but still achieve a lot as a professional definitely interesting and if you could have coffee with any historical figure who would you choose like alive or mm. past people mm. what who would you choose and what would you ask them i think the pope pope francis mm. Uh, like many other Catholics worldwide, I think thanks to this Pope, I became more proud of my religion again. Mm. And um, probably I would ask him for advice on how to beat, how to how to build trust mm -hmm. uh, over a huge community. Okay, I would be curious for an answer. Mm. Maybe I could invite him for. A Another, yeah, why not? <laughs> another <A season>. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, working in product can be seen as turning innovation into business outcomes. We're always trying to figure out innovative products to satisfy customers in a way that brings value to the business. But when you think about innovation, do you associate it more with fear or excitement? Excitement, for sure. Uh, I'm a you big, a big fan. Tech positivist, optimist. Yes, yes, yes. I'm super fan of uh, innovative mindsets. That mm -hmm. sort of saying. I actually train my brain to have a growth mindset, and you can train it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's interesting. And what do you think the world will look like in 50 years? Um, I like to think that those countries who have gained access to a sustainable and free energy source. Uh, will run the world. Um, I also think that automation, automation like robotization, mm -hmm. that will allow us to have a better life-work 
balance. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so we could have time to think about our own, do and invest time on our hobbies. Mm -hmm. uh, and of course, having less, probably less poverty, let's say, Uh, with sustainable access to all of uh, humanity basic needs it's a very idealistic mindset but well, that's an amazing way it, to think about yeah exactly if you don't dream it you don't get it so mm -hmm. for sure yeah and on the other hand what's the innovation that you hate the most i don't know i'm a bit scared of uh, all these google lenses and let's say to have too much information at the same time mm. i'm a bit scared it would be good at the same time of course mm -hmm. but it's like uh, i don't know if it happened to you but when i use ways nowadays or i feel like i don't know the streets anymore i just follow mm -hmm. the yeah. purple thing <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah so it's, you feel like some of these um, products that are making people's lives easier are also Taking away scary. a bit of their... Of your brain, no? <laughs> And now on the positive side, what's your favorite app or digital product? Mm. If you can choose one. After Via Verde, of course. <laughs> After Via Verde. <laughs> um, I think all these uh, kind of Alexa or Siri uh, are, are very helpful. I use them a lot, like Siri for the song on Spotify. <laughs> From the couch. Add to the shopping list. Yeah, to the shopping list. Yeah. Ask for McDonald's. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm also a big fan of marketplaces. I think uh, uh, to have all the information at, in one side, in one mm -hmm. place, um, uh, they actually adapt to your needs. They send you notifications like you're looking for a house. Here you have. Voila. Um, but, yeah. mm -hmm. Okay. Um, All right, Clara, thank you very much. We're reaching the end just before you, we leave. Um, can you name your three favorite books? Uh, yeah. Uh, um, Creative Confidence from Tom and David Kelly to keep mm -hmm. up uh, a growth mindset and keep always innovating. Okay. Uh, Haruki Murakami books For me, it's like the way of completely switching off and mm -hmm. dreaming. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, amazing books, all of them. And then um, one that I recently uh, read uh, from Walter Ugumai. It's called mm -hmm. uh, The Machine of Making Spaniards, uh, which is a very good description of life by an 80 years old man uh, mm -hmm. that just lost his wife. So it's like telling you how, how he sees stuff from his eyes. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Interesting. So some reading suggestions mm -hmm. and some travel suggestions. What are your three favorite cities? Where do you recommend that people go? I think traveling really depends on how, uh, what's the context, let's say. Mm -hmm. But for me, the best three cities in the world are um, Hong Kong, mm -hmm. uh, Buenos Aires, <laughs> And uh, Milan. I love Milan also. Nice. And since you, I know that you're a big fan of podcasts, can you also name three favorite podcasts for our listeners to, to follow or to check out? Yeah, of course. The ones I, I listen the most are uh, Design Better, 
brought by InVision, uh, in which a variety of uh, interesting topics from product design, leadership are spoken. Um, good insight uh, for, for, for parents looking for advice and for tips um, on educating their kids. And um, make space for growth. Uh, directed by Sarah, it's a mom of two. I know her. She's a super boss in the banking industry, and somehow she still finds time to have a podcast. Have a, and um, mm. let's call it spare time. I don't know how she finds it. And it's very interesting to understand like how she and many other women that she invites on the podcast uh, manage to conciliate work and his their personal lives mm -hmm. and kids and all. All right. Nice. So there you have it. Three more interesting podcasts to check. Um, Clara, thank you very much for joining me. It was great uh, getting to know you a bit better and learning from your, from your stories. I hope our listeners uh, also learned um, a lot from you. And yeah, when, when, where can people find you online? If they would like to connect. On LinkedIn, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. All right. Thank you very much. I also hope you had a good Thank time. Thank you so much. I feel honored, really, to be invited. Thank you, Thank you John.